Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shifted Radio. I'm Mike. Today we're back with my brother Dan. Dan, what's up? What's up, man? What's going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Just great. How are things going for you right now? Um, pretty hectic, to be honest with you, but you know, we're making our way. It's a countdown to holiday season, so who's not in a good mood these days? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's one week till uh till Christmas and I bet everyone's getting on their outdoor ranks and enjoying some hot chocolate and playing some hockey. I bet it's just a great time all around to be a, a hockey fan and a hockey player. For sure, hockey players, hockey parents, anyone who has a vested interest in ice hockey is is hitting their stride right about now. Yeah, no pun intended or lots of <laughs> pun intended. Exactly. I'm sure it's probably pretty hectic for hockey parents right now considering there's probably so many tournaments going on or league play going on or outdoor rinks to be maintained. So it's probably a lot on their plate right now. So yeah. if you're a hockey parent and you're listening to this and you're having to do all that, uh, I applaud you. Uh, just know that your kids are grateful for all that you're doing for them. Yeah. And if they're not, then they definitely should be. So, uh, Agreed. Yeah. So I guess I wanted to take today's episode to chat a little bit about uh, context in stats and what that means and what our views are on stats and analytics and, and what we try to bring to the table and offer to the people that we work with and to our athletes. So um, I guess I'll just jump right into what we think about stats. We love stats. I think stats are great. Uh, I think that it's a great way to measure individual performance. Um, but I think the key, the thing we really need to know is stats are really, really good, um, but they're kind of useless to us if we want to develop without some sort of context to them. I think that we need to have the ability to see what's going on that leads up to a stat. And I think as an athlete, knowing how to or what is transpiring just before or just after a stat is really important so that way we can understand if it's a good stat, how can we get back into that position to create that stat event again? And if it's a negative stat, what can we do to avoid getting in that position again? Yeah, I think hockey is such a variable game. It's not like baseball or football or these other sports that you start in a fixed position each and every single time. Um, there's so many variables that go into it. There's you, know, you put 10 or 11 other players on the ice with you at any given time, plus a uh, you know a little black rubber projectile, and it's just it, you know it's just chaos for the most part. So any time that you can look back to those key stats and see these things progressing and find a way to assess your own development week to week or day to day or even shift to shift. I think that's very important. And the things that are going to make those things easier to assess and determine and follow up on are, you know, the events that lead up to certain stats and what corresponds and what actually is happening leading up to a certain event. 
Right. And I think that we're, for the most part, we can learn in, in different ways. We can learn by reading something. We can learn by hearing something. We can learn by touching something, smelling something. We can learn by seeing something. Um, but for the point of what we're trying to convey here, I think we'll talk about seeing something. And the ability to see something back is um, it's giving yourself that 2020 vision uh, to see in hindsight uh, what happened and from a different perspective. Because let's face it, as an athlete and as a fan watching or as a parent watching or as anybody watching at home, someone who's taking stats, it's a totally different vantage point and perspective. And the game is moving at an entirely different speed from an athlete's perspective than right. it is from someone who's watching the game to, to see. When we're, on, when we're on the ice, we are seeing the play happen right in front of us. And we're concerned with getting the puck to the nearest open teammate with a, an opportunity to score. And we're seeing the game move, I guess, up and down. Whereas people were watching from above, they're seeing it move side to side. And it's, a, it's really crazy how you the, the vantage point changes and how it affects what's really going on. Like, for example, it's hard to see past the other players because they're right in front of our faces. But, you know, one of our teammates might be wide open and someone in, that's watching the game might say, well, why didn't he pass it to them? Well, we're seeing two of the opponents in our way. Maybe their stick is in our way. Maybe we didn't look up and see that player. Maybe we our first option was the person – right in front of us to our left. So we made that pass and whether it was completed or incomplete, that was the option we chose. So it's, it's amazing how that vantage point and, and how what we see versus what everyone else can see is different. And then being able to go back and watch that on video, we can see it from that other angle. So it just gives us more feedback and analysis. Yeah. Even you talk about different perspectives on the ice, but the, the main perspective that matters and that it is ever changing is your view of yourself. I think that when you, when you're, like you said, you're wrapped up in a game and you're just concerned with how fast the play is moving and, and trying to make a, the smartest play you can before your, your shift change. And then when you're able to sit back and, and watch your shifts back, you see a lot of things that yourself, you, you, know, you might notice right away or someone else can help you pick up on those things those key themes, um, you know, with some additional help. But for the most part, you know, if you're playing at somewhat of a high level of hockey and you're watching your own tape back, um, you know, you, you should be should be responsible enough to say, okay, I have to make this play next or I have to play that, make this play instead. And if not, then, you know, to supplement that, there's all kinds of resources and tools out there, you know, in order to help you in that area. Right. You mentioned watching the tape back. That's kind of funny. Uh, it's it's really funny to think about having to watch cassette tapes yeah. back in the day. Uh, actually, my very first encounter with watching game tape was in junior hockey, and we actually watched it on game tape. So oh, yeah. to get to the specific point in the game, we had to sit through fast-forwarding and rewinding and it was just it was just pretty funny um, yeah. to watch all that. Now we can just 
slide the slide bar and or we can clip things and they just show up instantly. So it's amazing how technology really changes all that stuff. But uh, you mentioned perspective on yourself and it's really important um, to note what you're doing in each specific scenario. And truthfully, what this is really doing is building self-awareness. And I know a lot of people talk about what self-awareness is and how can we grow it and, how can we how can we see it and how can we build that skill and a lot of people say that you know it, it's it's hard it's mostly built on intuition and they're right i mean it's there a lot of what goes into being self aware is self reflection intuition all these things that most of the time haven't been able to be uh, tracked but the ability to watch yourself on game film gives you the ability to think back in that moment and freeze frame what you were doing, what led up to that moment. What did you do the eight to 10 seconds prior to that event happening? What were you thinking? What was your train of thought? And then you can stack on top of that. So how did you prepare for the game? How was your mental capacity going into the game? Were you in a positive mindset? Were you in a negative mindset? There's so many different variables that you can start to stack up, but it all starts with the ability to see yourself back in the game. And this is how you can build self-awareness and self-awareness is really the key to doing whatever it is that you want to do moving forward and doing it well is being self-aware. The ability to have that skill and have it work well for you will give you such an advantage over someone who isn't working on that. And I really think that what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish here is really helping individuals see that. And what I feel has been the case for a lot of athletes that are doing video analysis right now with their team and the team aspect is they're a little bit afraid of seeing what they look like on film because you know, the film doesn't lie. And for the most part, film sessions with teams have been more in a negative capacity. I mean, now maybe there's some coaches who are seeing things a little differently and starting to put things in a different perspective. But for the most part, when I was, you know, going through pro my first, in my early days, you know, nobody wanted to be on film because it was generally in a negative light and it was hard to watch yourself in those scenarios because you knew it was going to be something bad or something that wasn't good that was happening so it got a very negative view in my opinion film is such a valuable resource as a positive skill building attribute um, or skill building tool that I really think that the main concept behind doing video is to become self-aware. I agree. I agree. You, we've heard it for years. I mean, you take care of what you can take care of. You know, you control yourself and you do your job and then the team will do its job. And, and it's never more evident than when you're, you know, you're watching yourself on film. And if you pride yourself on becoming the best athlete and person that you can become over the course of a season, over the course of your career, you know, that, 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 that's the best way that you can possibly go about helping your team as, as 
it may sound corny to some people, but it's the absolute truth. I mean, there's no way that your team is as good as you want it to be without you performing at a high level. And the easiest way for you to perform at a high level is to be able to create, like you said, that discipline, that self-awareness. Watch yourself back and you see what, what you're doing wrong and you correct it or how you would correct certain mistakes or problem areas in your game. And then you, another important part that's not always you know, hit upon is, is watching the things that you do well and gaining strength and momentum from those plays because those become your identity. And I am a strong believer that the elite players in our game today, they do a vast majority of things well, but they do two or three things extremely well at an elite level and they do it consistently so the quicker that you're able to find out what it is that your value is in terms of your team the the better and the the easiest way to do that obviously would be to watch a game back and decide what am i very good at and what am i bringing to this team what can i do on a daily basis what do i love what do i love to do what do i love to bring to this spot so and you'll see that uh, evidenced in the stats um what you like to do will generally be an area of strength for you because you'll be better at it. So you'll work harder at it and then you'll continue to stack upon those things. And that is a great way to approach things. The problem is when the things that are holding you back are so far down your list of priorities that they become so detrimental to you. So for instance, if you're a winger and you like to score goals and you're scoring a lot of goals at a high rate, but you can't make a good breakout pass and you're constantly hemmed in your own zone, then that's something that will be evidenced in the game. It'll be evidenced in the film. It'll be easy to see in review and it'll show up in the stats. The best thing about stats is that we can use those as a tool to measure ourselves versus previous versions of ourselves. And that is what I think the most beneficial part of stats is. It's not necessarily evaluating you versus another player. It's you versus you and how you're developing. And if I'm a GM or if I'm a coach and if I'm someone who's looking at evaluating talent, which we do, I want to see the trends upon which they're developing. And it doesn't necessarily need to mean that they're scoring more goals or getting more assists. I want to see everything. You know, like, for instance, a lot of what we do takes into account the body language of a player. How are, they, how are they looking when they're coming off the ice? If they make a good play or a bad play, does their body language suggest what it should suggest um, to someone who's watching them? Or if they're having a good game, are they over-exuberant or are they not enthusiastic enough? So, like, those are things that, can offer context to what's going on in your stats. So that's just one small example of like what a contextualized piece of data would have with it, with what you're getting from, from us. 
you care elaborate on like something like that? Like, what would be to you, Dan, a something like a, a specific play or, or an event that you feel would be a good example to share about context being added to, to a stat? Well, I always, I always think back to the way that certain stats are grouped together. And although they're not always, not 100% of the time related, most of the times one will lead to the other and vice versa. So I always think about, you know, offensive zone play because that's where everyone wants the puck to be in the offensive zone and they want to make plays and they want to score goals. And that's great. And, you know, winning your one-on-one battles, winning your, your, your stick battles, you know, winning body position, enforcing contact, um, you know, usually leads to winning the puck and then the ability to make, you know, completed passes, which then leads to, you know, shots on net, which, you know, it improves Corsi and all that, all that kind of stuff. But the point being is they're all connected to each other. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a big chain that are being linked. And then all of a sudden you have all these data points and they all link up and they become you, who you are. Oh, you're driving through a little area of, uh, Got some sirens going off in the background. Did you score a goal? You score a goal yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, uh, what are the kids called? The red light district, I think. <laughs> but, uh... oh, that might be in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, the, the uh, all those data points that are connected, they they become who you are and become your identity as a player. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to give the kids or the athletes or the players or our athletes, the ability to see themselves as individuals and to see them like how they're developing and to become self-aware of what their identity is as a player, as a person so that they can go and be better versions of themselves going forward. So I think that's a, a big, big caveat of what, we, of what we're trying to accomplish. And so far, I think it's been going pretty well. I mean, all the feedback we've gotten from people that we're working with is very positive, And I think that they are grasping that concept, which is, which is really good. Um, so, I mean, that's... That's one good part of, of doing what we do is, is actually hearing from them firsthand that what we had anticipated that would be the case, they're telling us without us letting them know that this is what's going on. So it's been really nice to see that in action. Yeah, that accountability becomes so huge. And that accountability also enables these players as they progress to be a lot more coachable because they're they're aware going in of the areas that you know they need to improve in their in their game and the areas that which make them successful so when they hear common themes you know two or three times in a row they're usually working to assess that and fix that as quick as possible that way you know when when they're watching their game the next time around they're seeing these things in a positive light and they're seeing the progress they've made as opposed to the mistakes that they've made. 
Right. So that's how it becomes a positive association. They can see that they're progressing. And, you know, sometimes there's going to be games where you're going to regress in certain stats, but it's okay. I mean, then that's where you see back and you can see the context. And then you have to put yourself in your own shoes of what was I doing prior to the game? How did I perform? How did I, like, how did I prepare for the game? What was my mental attitude going into the game? How was my training beforehand? Was there something going on in the background that was unrelated to hockey that was affecting what I was doing? Was my mind focused on something else? Was my attention elsewhere? These are just, like, little things that make a big difference in our mentality and they come into play when you're when you're on the ice. I mean, the best the best times are when you're on the ice because you can kind of forget about what's going on in your day to day life, which is a big big benefit of playing a sport. Um, but sometimes things creep in, and maybe maybe that is something that can affect people, and that's something that we can also address in in what we're doing and. All our coaches have ample experience in so many different areas that they're able to offer that guidance as well in helping or offering, you know, little tactics on what to do when something like this happens or what to do in this situation when you have the puck at this point in, in whatever zone or what to do when you haven't scored in 10 games or what to do when you're feeling really good and your confidence is super high and you just want it to continue. Right. Like these are just little things like what, what to do when, you know, a family member or family pet, you know, isn't doing well. Like these are things that come into that, you know, they are real things. Like we can't ignore that they have an effect on our emotions and we have to treat them as such. And we can't, we can't just disregard them as being totally irrelevant. These things do happen and they definitely play a role in, in our performance. And the quicker we understand, the quicker we realize that the quicker we can resolve the problem. So that's, that's another aspect of the, of the type of work that we're, trying to accomplish and and all of our coaches i think have done a really really good job of of doing that as well i agree i think anytime that you can streamline the process of becoming you know the best performer that you could possibly be um, anytime you can help someone with that or accomplish that for yourself that's a pretty great feeling simply because you work for that that progress so hard each week each year, you know, for, for tiny little improvements in yourself, especially as you get older, you know, the gap becomes so small, those tiny little improvements prove to, you know, prove to be astronomical just because everyone's looking for that added edge. And at this point, if you're able to work yourself in the in a positive direction and begin your trajectory in a positive direction, then what's stopping you really? it's all it's all up to yourself and and how you progress and the work ethic that you come with day after day right and like seeing seeing the 
the improvement. I mean, we could put percentages on them too. And, you know, like we noticed in, that in year one, um, <clears throat> over the, the span of our entire uh, base of people that we worked with, we noticed uh, an improvement rate of like 5% in a turnover ratio. Um, might be a small percentage uh, to some people, but actually when you measure and track all the data points, it's a pretty substantial number considering that we had probably over 15,000 data points uh, collected. And there's right. a, that's a big step forward from day one to the, the end of the season in one small category. And if you start to do that time over time in all areas or in, in, in some areas, like you're going to see how the, the game and the performance of each individual is going to improve quite substantially and in a sh relatively short amount of time because you're getting such a, a focused energy on the correct things. And, and it's like laser focusing on things that you actually want to do. So it's very, very practical and the, uh, the benefits are, are pretty high and they can be seen uh, relatively quickly as well. Yeah. That growth also becomes exponential as well because you, know, you improve one or two categories in terms of stats by improving the context and suddenly like we talked about before all those linked stats also become improved and before you know it your overall game is just taking off in the right direction which is what like we talked we just said you know you work so hard for that so why not put in you know a few extra hours of, of practical homework per se and and do things that are aligning you with the best version of yourself right. <laughs> And here, here's a here's a bit of context that, you know, you might not think of that we notice. And and when you talk about that that chain and that branching out of stats, so because the 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 athletes were turning the puck over less, was meaning that they were in their own zone slightly less, and they were getting less shots against, uh, on average, from game to game, which was meaning that their Corsi rating was going higher. So, I mean, small things like turning the puck over less lead to other things being enhanced just because you're subtracting some of the things that were, were, were taking away from your game. And the goal of the game is to go and score goals for sure. So it's hard to score yeah. those goals. So every little edge that you can get is going to make a big impact over the long term. Not necessarily like right away in terms of like game to game, but in the course of a whole season, if you can take away 5% of the turnovers against you, then your Corsi rating will be affected positively. And then all of a sudden you're getting more shots at the other team's net. And then maybe you're getting an extra 10 shots a year, which translates to another goal. Or maybe you're getting an extra 20 shots or 30 shots, which can mean five extra goals. And you can go from 12 goals to 17 goals. Or you can go from 30 goals to 35. And then that that kind of stuff puts you in different categories for how people are assessing you when they're building teams. 
like in junior hockey or pro and those kind of things, those small little differences mean a really big difference. Yeah, I agree. The moral of the story being the details, you know, they'll always surface, especially when you're watching your, your footage back and it, it doesn't, it shouldn't be extremely hard to focus on those details and to, to look at what the actual story of the game is. It shouldn't be so hard to, you know, the, the stats themselves, yes, they're, they're cut and dry and they're rigid and you either scored or you didn't. Or you either did this or you did not. But the actual steps leading up to those stats, those things vary shift to shift. And the more focused energy you can bring to those areas of your game, you know, the sooner you improve them, the sooner you're on your way to a much better season, much better feelings, and much more success. Yes. And the great news is that it's all within our control. And, I mean, if things are happening to you that are out of your control, that's tough because you want to be generally in control of, like, well, definitely you want to be in control of the game. You want to be in control of your own game for sure. And if you can have a positive impact on your own performance, then that's going to mean you're going to have a positive impact on the team's performance. So all this is going to translate into better results for your team. And that's, that's what you want to do is you want to positively impact the game for your team. I mean, we have a shifted game influencer rating that basically helps rate your, your performance um, on a team level. And, and, it's just it's what every athlete needs to do is to perform well as an individual so that the team can have success. Well said. Well, I guess that's probably good for today. I think we we touched mm-hmm. on a lot of different aspects of context and we got into some detail there and I think we contextualized our talk on context so I think we brought we brought another level <laughs> of uh what we're trying to accomplish. So I think that was a good chat. What do you think? Dan? No, I, I agree. Detailed, like I said, and you know, we're, uh, we're constantly learning. So we're constantly going to bring some more, going to be bringing some more topics to the forefront. Here. For sure. For sure. And if you're an athlete out there and you're looking to improve your game, it's really, really simple to start with becoming self-aware about who you are as a person and then all the things will start to translate for you because you'll you'll be able to know exactly who you are and you'll know what you're looking for. So if you want a quick tip on on how to kickstart the process of of becoming a better version of yourself, start with knowing yourself and knowing exactly who you are. So um yeah, Dan, you have anything you want to add? Uh I know it's Christmas time and people are listening and Everyone's getting excited for the hockey season. Uh, are you going to be doing anything interesting over the next week or so? Or um, interesting. I mean, yeah, for me, family is everything. So you know, I'll be looking to to spend as much time as I can with uh, you know with my family and and enjoying you know every bit of ice time that I that I have and you know watching you know the, these teams you know the playoff races are, are growing increasingly you know close week after week it seems and you know there's a lot of a lot of good players out there especially in the 
the best leagues in the world. So I'm just looking forward to, you know, some more hockey season. Yeah, some sure. outdoor games coming up. And, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool to be over in that side of the world to be able to take that all in. Uh, if I have to watch some of those games, I got to s- stay up late. And with a new kid, it's pretty tough to, to like, have that energy to want to, like, stay up and watch those games. But sometimes I will. I mean, maybe I'll be up for uh, to help him fall asleep again. So. Maybe I'll get up and watch some games. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you're right. Family is uh, the most important, and it's always it's always important this time of year, and so it's important all the time. But Christmas is a really good time to hit the reset button for a lot of people who have had a either a tough year or or a good year or whatever year you've had. Uh, Christmas is a really good opportunity to hit reset and to kind of calm down and get ready for the new year ahead and uh, just wanted to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays and hopefully uh, everyone is uh, having a safe and healthy holiday season and all the best for 2018 um, we uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our uh, to our show and consume our content and we really appreciate all you guys and we look forward to 2018. Um, we got some things in store that we think are going to be beneficial to us and to you guys. So uh, we hope that you continue listening and lending us your ear uh, for our talks. And Dan and I uh, are going to put in a lot of work um, to make that, uh, make that happen. So um we just wanted to uh, say thank you and we really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well said. I agree. Merry Christmas and happy holidays out there. And, uh, you know, if you're listening, I hope you're gaining yourself some, some positive momentum going into the holiday break and into the new year. Absolutely. It's about knowing yourself and being more positive. Right. And, and that's what uh, we're aiming to do as well. So um, enjoy guys. And uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, Really quickly, if you guys like this episode and you want to leave us a rating on iTunes uh, or leave us a couple comments, uh, let us know uh, how we're doing and if we can do something extra for you guys, just uh, send us an email at info at shiftedhockey.com and we will see you next time on the show. So from us to you, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah.